Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Weekhead Podcast with Lee Hardman, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. It's Friday, 2nd February 2024, and joining Lee to pose some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Reza Nasehi, Vice President of the Japanese Client Sales Group for EMEA in London. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only, and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi Lee, and a warm welcome to our listeners. Hi Reza. So Lee, this week has certainly lived up to expectations in terms of being a volatile week, given the combination of central bank announcements and data, not to mention US bank jitters resurfacing with New York Community Bank Corp catching headlines for the wrong reasons. Whilst both the Fed and the Bank of England kept rates steady as expected, the rhetoric was of interest and closely watched by markets. There was pushback from the Fed against a March rate cut, with comments by Powell resulting in rate markets pairing back expectations of a 25 basis point cut from around 50% to circa 30%. Despite Powell's pushback, the dollar bounce was short-lived. This very much changed by the end of the week, where we saw the dollar index finally find the impetus it needed to hit over the 200-day moving average, hitting over the 103 spot 50 handle post-NFP. Certainly was a blowout jobs report. Non-farm payrolls printed a 353k rise versus expectation of a 185k rise. Jan unemployment rate kept steady at 3.7% despite expectation of a 0.1% increase. Strong on earnings too, up 4.5%. Significant upward revisions also. Benchmark revisions saw an average increase of 27k a month in the latter half of 2023. Certainly further diminished expectation of a March hike with probability of a hike in March post-NFP down even further to 25%. Lee, perhaps you could delve further into the drivers behind dollar price action, but just before you do, it's wrong of me not to mention the Bank of England, where on Thursday, policy rate was held steady for the fourth consecutive meeting at 5.25%, and updated guidance dropped the buyers to hike rates further, with policy focus shifting to assessing how long rates need to be held at current levels albeit no strong indication that they are likely to lower rates as soon as the UK market is expecting in May. Sterling strength as of late, certainly driven by expectations that the Bank of England will lag behind both the ECB and the Fed in lowering rates. So Lee, certainly been a volatile week for the dollar. What are the main drivers? Yeah, like you mentioned, Reza, uh, I think the kind of key drivers this week for the dollar have been one, the change in in Fed rate cut expectations. So obviously we had the strong pushback from Fed Chair Powell at the FOMC meeting where he said it was very unlikely that the Fed would um, cut rates as soon as at the March policy meeting. And obviously since then today, we've just had the release of the blowout uh, payrolls report uh, with a clear evidence there of a, a significant pickup in employment growth over the last two to three months. Um, so that certainly is, is taken off the table, the possibility of, of a rate cut as soon as, as the March meeting, um, which is obviously helping to put upward pressure on short-term US yields and, and the dollar. Um, like you say, it's regaining uh, upward momentum heading into uh, to next week. On top of that as well, though, I suppose on a, a less favourable uh, note for the dollar has been the uh, resurfacing of, of concerns over the health of regional banks in, in the US. Uh, related to their exposure to the commercial real estate sector. 
Um, obviously, we did see some of the losses there being recognised by one of the, the regional banks, which has um, driven a, a fresh sell-off in the uh, equity prices of, of those regional banks. Like At this point in time, we're not looking for a, a rerun of the uh, regional banking crisis that we saw this time last year in, in March. Obviously, that was a period where we saw the dollar at least temporarily underperform with the dollar index dropping by by 4 to 5% in, in March of, of last year. But it's obviously something we need to, to watch closely if, if, if we were to see a further loss of confidence again in, in regional banks in the coming weeks. That could be something which could take uh, the wind out of the dollar's sails at the moment. Lee, on that note, um, if the US regional bank crisis does continue and further materialises, do you think this could provide incentive for the Fed to cut earlier? Like you say, it all comes down to how significant the uh, loss of confidence would be in, in the regional banks. If that was to then threaten uh, the uh, supply of, of credit and, and, and loans from, from regional banks to uh, the broader economy and further tightening credit conditions, then certainly that would be something which could bring uh, a March rate cut back onto the table. But I think, the, like I say, the situation would have to uh, escalate significantly uh, in the coming weeks and, and months for, for that situation to develop. Thankfully, the Reserve Bank of Australia on Tuesday will be the eighth G10 central bank to update on policy so far this year. Whilst we've seen inflation come down noticeably in Australia, the OIS market is indicating a near 70% probability of a rate cut at the May meeting, which does seem a little rich to us. The RBA was less aggressive in tightening monetary policy, and even after this inflation drop, are much more likely to wait longer before easing. Interesting to note also that next week will mark the beginning of a new setup to the RBA policy decision-making, with the meeting taking place over two days and followed by a press conference. Lee, what are the implications for FX markets in relation to the RBA decision? Yeah, like you said, I think the looking increasingly likely that next week the um, RBA will, will have to obviously acknowledge that inflation has significantly undershot their forecasts at the end of, of last year. They were looking for inflation of around 4.5% on an annual basis in Q4, uh, and it came in well below that at 4.1%. So it would be we think that should be enough for them to drop their, their tightening bias next week. Um, although, like you say, we, we're not convinced that um, they would fully uh, back current market expectations for a rate cut as soon as the May meeting. So uh, they could push back against those expectations for, for earlier rate cuts uh, next week, which could, could be supportive for the dollar. I don't think for the, for the Australian dollar, although we don't think that would be uh, enough for a, for a significant uh, strengthening of the Aussie uh, in the current environment where the dollar is, is doing well across across the board. And like you said, we've, we've obviously had a, a, a large number of, of G10 central bank meetings recently and, um, like to us, it looks like most of the major central banks are on a similar kind of path in terms of cutting rates. It looked to us we're, we're still looking for the Fed, the ECB, Bank of England, uh, Bank of Canada, RIC Bank. We think all of those G10 central banks look like they're on course to start cutting rates by by the end of, of the second quarter. So it looks like a reasonably well uh, synchronized rate cut cycle, at least to begin with. And that synchronicity there in terms of the timing of the first rate cuts is one of the reasons why we think we're seeing more stable uh, FX market uh, price action at, at the moment. There's no kind of major divergence taking place. 
Uh, the one area, though, where we potentially could see more divergence going forward would be uh, in terms of the, the policy action from, from the BOJ, where they have signaled that their last meeting in January, and then we had the minutes from that meeting released as well this week. To us, the message was very clear from the BOJ that they are now setting the stage for them to prepare markets for an exit from, from negative rate policy. So the BOJ, we think, could potentially raise rates now as soon as, as their next meeting in, in March. Uh, like our, our base case scenario is still April, but we clearly have to acknowledge that the risk of a, an earlier rate hike in, in March is, is increasing. And that potentially could be uh, very bullish for the yen uh, heading into the end of, of this quarter. Uh, we, we do think there is a potential there for monetary policy divergence between the BOJ and other major central banks to, to narrow uh, if they hike rates while the Fed, ECB, Fed, uh, Fed, ECB uh, and Bank of England are all moving closer to cutting rates in, in the second quarter. Uh, to us, that could be something which further uh, increases the, uh, the fundamental case for a stronger yen going forward. Many thankfully, as always, great to talk to you and wish our listeners a great week ahead. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this MEFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MEFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets research team.